this evidence-based nursing podcast. I'm Roberta Heal. I work as a professor at Laurentian University in Ontario, Canada, and I'm also an associate editor of the Evidence-Based Nursing Journal. It is my great pleasure to welcome Dr. Parveen Ali, who works in the School of Nursing and Midwifery at the University of Sheffield. The study for discussion today is Associations of Intimate Partner Violence, Sexual Assault, and Post-Traumatic Stress Disorder with Menopause Symptoms Among Midlife and Older Women. It was authored by Gibson et al., and it was published in JAMA Internal Medicine in January 2019. Welcome, Dr. Ali. Would you begin by introducing yourself and your current role to our listeners? Thank you very much, Roberta, for inviting me to this. As you've said, um, I work at University of Sheffield as a senior lecturer and um, in School of Nursing and Midwifery. And in terms of my research, um, I look at gender-based violence and domestic violence as one of my big topic area. Um, and in addition to that, I am associate editor of Nursing Open, which is a widely based journal, a sister journal of Journal of Advanced Nursing. You start by giving some background to the issue outlined in the study related to intimate partner violence, sexual assault, and PTSD for women during menopause. So we all know that intimate partner violence is a major public health problem. It is a very big public health and social problem, which intersects ethnic, religious, societal, and geographical boundaries. And it happens everywhere. So we can't say it is uh, limited to one particular geographical area and, and or one particular ethnic group. So it happens everywhere. And we also know that it has got serious physical and psychological consequences for those who are affected, but also those who witness that. Um, so, for example, children. Um, and I think the other thing to remember is that we also know that it can exist in same-sex relationship and that women can also perpetrate um, uh, domestic violence against their male um, intimate partners. However, the number of women sustaining injuries and the uh, severity of injuries experienced by women is always greater. Um, and men remains to be the main perpetrators of abuse in majority of the cases. When it comes to older women, uh, we don't know much. So most of the evidence related to IPV is generally about women of childbearing age. So uh, we are talking about anything from um, 16 or 18 years to um, 40, 45 years sort of age age limit. Most of the studies would look at uh, women in that particular age group. There are studies which look at adolescents and some studies which look at afterwards, but majority of the studies look in, in that particular age bracket, if you like. So we don't really know much about um, domestic violence in older women i think we just assume that it doesn't happen in old age or after 45 or it's just one of the stereotypes however there's more and more recognition that it happens in um in every age um sort of profile and um, older women may also be experiencing intimate partner violence and this is something that needs recognition and understanding and then at the same time menopause is something that um, still a very so we only uh, just started to talk about menopause and its impact on women and what we can do about it or we cannot do about it so it's 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 something again which is very very recent so i think both of these topics and the the um the focus on older women in menopause is is quite um useful at this stage very interesting. So in this study, what did the researchers investigate? So the study by Gibson et al. Is, is, is very useful because there's not a lot about intimate partner violence in older women and then also menopause and PTSD and their relationship 
um, we don't know much about that aspect either. So the researchers in this study have examined the prevalence of IPV, which is intimate partner violence, sexual assault, and symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, they have done that using a very large sample of community-dwelling uh, women, uh, midlife women and older women. And researchers have also evaluated association between these exposures and common menopause symptoms. So the, in the study, the researchers have hypothesized that even after accounting for known demographic and clinical risk factors, uh, intimate partner violence, sexual assault, and symptoms of post-traumatic uh, stress disorder uh, would be associated with an increased risk of menopause symptoms. Uh, so that's what they wanted to explore. What conclusions were made by the authors of this paper? So in terms of conclusions, so this study, which used a cross-sectional design, has identified that among the, the uh, sample of the women which were studied, intimate partner violence, sexual assault, and symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorders were very common. At the same time, emotional partner violence and post-traumatic stress disorders were associated with sleep-related vasomotor and vaginal symptoms. And the authors also found that physical intimate partner violence was associated with symptoms such as night sweats, and sexual assault was associated with, with vaginal symptoms as well. So the study concluded that there was an association between lifetime intimate partner violence um, experiences, uh, PTSD symptoms, and menopause symptoms. Do you agree with their conclusions? Uh, I think the study is very interesting and useful because um, it's, it's quite unique as no previous study in my knowledge has explored that kind of association between PTSD and uh, menopause symptoms and the and IPV and all of that equation. Um, however, it's, there are not many studies looking at that sort of aspect, so we don't really know much. The study was a cross-section used, um, was conducted, the study was uh, conducted using a cross-sectional study design, which was self-report. The questionnaire which they used was structured, but was a non-validated questionnaire. So I think the, the, the findings are important, but we would need more studies to be able to, um, to validate um, and, and know more about these issues, if, if, if you like. Uh, because there is not enough evidence to suggest that. Having said that, we know that IPV and post-traumatic stress disorders, there is association between those two things. Uh, but how does that relate to menopause symptoms? And especially when there are other factors and other issues going on, uh, does that really have that bigger impact? Or are we using that as a confounding sort of uh, variable into that mix? We don't know yet. So I think... Um, I agree with part of the conclusions which they have made, and I think further research is needed to explore things further. What are the implications for practice of these findings? I think one of the very important implications um, of our practice is for clinicians who are working with women, especially women of menopausal age or those who are going through um, those who are going through menopause or those who are beginning to um, beginning menopause symptoms really. Um, so I think for them to be aware of that these women can experience intimate partner violence as well as post-traumatic stress disorder and knowing that both of these aspects can have an impact on their menopausal symptoms, um, I think is something which is useful. Uh, I think another implication of the study is that healthcare professionals and clinicians need to be aware of their own sort of prejudice and biases with regards to all of these 
uh, different aspects, which is intimate partner violence, post-traumatic stress disorder, and menopausal um, issues of menopausal symptoms, which which women go through. So, which all of these things together, which um, would enable them to be able to provide women with appropriate opportunities to to disclose their experiences, to seek support for their experiences, and for them to support them better. You mentioned that future research was needed in this area. What should the focus of this research be? I think further robust and longitudinal research is needed to explore the impact of IPV on on, um, older women and midlife women, and then its association with, um, with menopausal symptoms, if you like, and how does that actually um, affect menopause or women going through menopause. One would think that it has an impact in, because it would have an impact on how people cope with their symptoms or how they experience and perceive their symptoms and how this uh, how this support seek for those symptoms. So I think we do need to understand those elements really. And at the same time, we do need to explore if the healthcare professionals are prepared enough to be able to explore these issues and do they feel prepared enough to provide appropriate care to women going through menopausal symptoms. So I think these are the two important areas as far as I am concerned. Um, And also, um, I think I've already said this earlier, it's the relationship between IPV, PTSD, and menopausal symptoms there is not there's, there's not a lot of research available about all these three aspects and nothing to, for them together so i think that needs to be explored in future if listeners take one thing away from this podcast what should it be one thing which listeners should take away from this podcast would be that healthcare professionals has a very important role to play in identifying and referring individuals who are experiencing ipv to appropriate services and i think that's something that healthcare professional needs to be aware of and that we they also need to be aware of their own prejudice and biases and their own preparation about you know their own attitudes about intimate partner violence their own attitudes about menopause um, and how those impact in a very subtle way in terms of the care they provide to people so I think they really need to be aware of those things and I think it's important to understand and recognize these issues in practice. And another thing which I would say is that um, intimate partner violence against older women, again, this is something which is less talked about um, and is often overlooked. So I think that's something that, um, again, through discussions, through exploring our own attitudes and through recognizing that this is a problem which um, can happen, does happen, and therefore we do have a role to play in there. So I think that's something which I would like healthcare professionals to be aware of. Thank you very much. I would like to extend my gratitude to Dr. Ali for her insightful contributions to this discussion today. Don't miss this and other podcasts, blogs, and commentaries on the EBN website at ebn.bmj.com.